Hello and welcome to Seize the GM. If you're looking to get started GMing, we're here to help. And if you're a GM with a few levels under your experience belt, we are here to help you find your prestige class. Let us take you through some common questions, concerns, and the fun challenges that every GM will face. We have our ideas, our opinions, and some might even say answers that we want to share. So pull up a chair, dust off your dice, and let us help you seize the GM. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Seize the GM. <laughs> I'm gonna... I'm, I'm not melodic. Curse you and <laughs> damn you, Zen. From hell's breath, Why? I stab at thee. You come me all the last time, you, you jerk. I'm going to make your life miserable. I'm sorry. All right, oh for one episode, God. okay? You got I... me off on one, so I get to poke you a bit. Okay, yeah, no, that was totally my best. Yes, but now you are my nemesis. I shall do everything I can. Somewhat. Well, not everything. Oh, I'm lazy, all right, you know. You know, and I'm not doing anything okay, on Thanksgiving. So we got a well, lazy I'm not really doing anything on Christmas and Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. Who's going to be able to move after eating all that? Oh, I, I could not agree more. <laughs> so... We are going to continue uh, um, our ever-expanding world, ship. Environment. Why don't we just ship. call it that? An environment. Yeah, You're welcome. Term for it. <laughs> um, and <laughs> in this one, we are going to start tackling... Antagonist. Not always directly enemies, because I can still be antagonistic to nope. uh, to Zen, yet still he is my best friend. Doesn't mean no. I'm not going to steal your Pringles. No, they are... Oh, good thing I don't I have know, you eat them already. right now. <laughs> I know. And I just finished my la the last of my Girl oh, Scout I still cookies. have three boxes in the freezer. I, uh, I bribed my daughter... With finishing her dinner with half a box of smart, thin mints. <laughs> I'll be honest. It's like thin mints. FYI, not only are they wonderful just to eat straight out of the sleeve, but they make a dandy pie crust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just eat them straight. Uh, I'm I'm that guy that just sits there and eats like an entire box. Oh in one god, city. yeah. I'm the same thing. I'm <laughs> also the same way with Samoas as well. Both of them. Yeah. It's just like uh. Yeah. So antagonists. So we're not going to dive too much into antagonists. If you really want more information on the kinds of things antagonists are in a game, we have done several shows on goodness, almost every single one of our stat block of Palooza's has got antagonistic NPCs in it. So you know, take a look at any of our stuff. Really, we do a lot of antagonists. Yeah, um, and the thing is, like, like I said, they're they're we we try not to go with like just straight out enemy enemies kind of a thing. You know, if if you want like a right. a, a good thing of display actually of antagonists, where 
you're like, I can't really hate any of these guys, but they're still at opposite kind of like diametrically opposing uh, opposed things. Actually, watching uh, Princess Mononoke, you know, the four spirits, Lady Eboshi, yeah. Ashitaka. If you look at all of them, you know, it's like you can see the thing is like they're not. Oh, you can see where yeah. all of them are and coming from. And the thing is, like, well, you might agree more with someone, or, or but you're kind of like, <sighs> they got a point, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. great for that sort of thing. So. But we're going to dive right into these and, and really get going with, we did, what, yeah. three each? Well, I did I know, three I too. Did three, so usually, usually three. It's okay. I, I try and do like three different types of flavors of them. You know, uh, of yeah. You know, and the thing is, by I guess also when you're trying to create um, antagonistic NPCs for your PCs to play with, you know, you need to. It, it, depending on the level of of kind of drama, especially in a post apocalyptic thing, you need to. All right, there, there's some that you're some NPCs you're just gonna hate outright because there's always people like that. But the thing is, though, that sure. ones that are maybe tied to the ones you hate outright, but they're a little bit more complex of, you know, of a character. You know, Fire Lord Ozai. Everyone freaking hated Fire Lord Ozai, but with you know, even with Azula, you can see just how badly broken and damaged. Or Zuko, maybe it's like, ooh, may, a, a, a heel turn. You know, there's. You know, the thing is, like, yeah. usually if you try to go more antagonistic versus big bad, there's a lot more kind of branching and potential for story growth, on. depending on how your PCs react. Yeah. So it's always kind of fun to see yeah. what they'll do. So. Yeah. All right. So I volunteer you for the first one. I hate you. <laughs> you <always laughs> you like how I did yeah, that? Yeah. Volunteer me for tribute. Fight uh-huh. me, fanboy. You are mm. you are tribute. All right, Annalise. <laughs> Plutocrats always need someone to do the dirty work to keep the so-called unwashed masses distracted. Annalise's official position on the ship's crew ship is the crew liaison, but in reality, she functions more like a propaganda arm for the Plutocrats. Through sly disinformation campaigns, mob manipulation, and preying on general unease of the whole crew. Annalise is able to sow a subconscious feeling of distrust and unease amongst everybody. It takes time and effort for strangers to trust each other. And trust between crewmates normally would be built and reinforced while working together to prep the ship for its maiden voyage. Since the ship was rushed to launch, trust and loyalty was in short supply. Sometimes a shared trauma serves as a unifying force. But more often than not, people will regard each other with mistrust and suspicion, leading to an insular tribal mentality. Annalise works to reinforce that mentality, but walks a fine line to ensure that interfaction uh, never erupts into open conflict. She is also very aware of tenuous her position is. It serves her well to build strategic alliances between the factions ensuring mutually assured destruction if her benefactors ever see fit to have her removed. Oh, nice. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> nice. I like it. Yeah. All right. You're next, dude. 
Okay, okay. Stillgon has been working quietly and behind the scenes for several years now. The reason is they have to do it this way is because when you're a non-human that is also a stowaway, things can be bad for you. Most things on this ship are rationed, and that would make some things hard to do. Not being a human makes survival easier for Stillgon, since he doesn't eat normal human things. While Stillgon is in hiding, making plans for how to build the ship that will get him away, he must still be careful. Humans are scared at the best of times, and the rest, they are terrified. Stillgon just needs a ship that will keep radiation out. While that seems easy, it's a very short supply idea. It is also very much watched all the time because of the nature of the ship itself. Stillgun is trying to find ways to get shielding left in areas that can make it, that can get the, bleh. he's trying to find ways to get shielding left in areas that it can get them <laughs> I get from. it, dude. It will be more than happy to burn a few humans if that means it can get off ship. The biggest problems are no one will stop working early and leave shielding in an easy-to-reach place. So Stilgan has started to get more bold in how it gets the things it needs, which, of course, will put him on a crash course with any characters that get in the way. Okay, that is that is good. That is real good. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Especially putting like kind of like Thank the you. otherworldly thing and like your PCs encounter them. They don't know what like hell, they might even work for him getting the shielding and stuff like that to get him off. Nice. Uh -huh. Yeah. So it's either they hunt him, <laughs> help him, kill him. There's a ooh, that has a lot of possibilities. That's the point. All right, so what do you have next? Enforcer Hannigan. Order must be maintained at all costs. Risks need to be identified and dealt with swiftly and efficiently. Anything else risks the safety and the stability of the ship and the crew. Enforcer Hannigan is the embodiment of this philosophy. But over time, Hannigan has begun seeing risks and dangers around every corner and has reacted as such. From a child getting sick from eating a handful of dirt to an argument between colleagues about data interpretation, there is no gray area. Illness puts the crew in jeopardy. All dissent now is seen as a risk to the mission and are dealt with severely. Extending quarantine, solitary lockup, quarters arrest are the kinder punishments meted out by the enforcer. The more severe punishments have all been redacted. For security purposes, of course. As of late, people are terrified to speak their opinions and debate ideas. They hide when they are feeling sick. They fear the judgment of Enforcer Hannigan. I love it. <laughs> and you will see why I love it so much with but, but my next FYI, one. FYI, <laughs> folks, when, when Zen and I come up with these, it's like, all right, we get a topic... And then we don't talk about whatever the hell we're doing. Because 
Right, until we actually sit down yeah. and start reading them mm-hmm. to you guys. There, the reason for that is we don't want to unduly influence each other. We want to just like, okay, this is how we see it. And it's really eerie how all of us yeah. just kind of, kind of, it, it, we kind of mind mesh a little bit where they all kind of work together. So it's kind of creepy. Well, and part of this is we have been doing this for several, several years now. And that makes a huge difference in why we're able to do that so fyi (laughs) you know just also take that as a lesson sometimes it kind of takes a little time for you everybody in your game group gm and players to all get on the same wavelength but if you know if it's worth it and you're having fun you want to work for it go for it it takes time but when it snaps it's great it is it really is all right you ready Prisoner 274 is loose. Those who are old enough to remember when the sections had trials and put prisoners in stasis will remember Prisoner 472 or 274. They have been locked away since the early days of the Exodus. With all of the issues on the ship, it was bound to happen. 30 days ago, there was a loss of power in the detention sector. And while most of the pods were fine, one wasn't, that being the one housing prisoner 274. Once they had awakened from stasis, they had to get out of the area in case someone came to check on things. The guard that did come to check was just checking the boxes on things and could care less, which in hindsight might not have been the best option. Sammy didn't even know what was in this section. That might have been the first mistake, since 274 was a hardened killer. They'd killed 61 people in a manner that was unlike anything the people on the ship even thought they would ever see. Prisoner 274 has had time to get supplies and found a place to hide in the ship. The part that most people are having issues with is that most people have been tracked by the computer, but not Prisoner 274. After they shook off the stasis illness, they had been unable to be tracked, which is leading to concerns about when they're going to start killing again. Oh, that is good. Okay. (laughs) That fits. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, it was like just like fit so well together. Disturbing, but damn, well done, <laughs> sir. Well done. Yeah, I like that Thank one. You. Yeah. Thank you. But Thank yeah, you. I mean, like yeah. you see kind of like when we're saying, okay, we're going to go antagonistic. It's like, all right. And dang, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I wanted to do a few things that were different than what I would normally do. And I thought, I I actually have um, two things that I have to thank for this. I, so I was scrolling through YouTube looking for music, and I saw one that said Escapee. Ooh. And then I immediately thought of Demolition Man. Oh! And that's where I drew that from. Well, parts of it. Yeah, but no, that, oh, that, mm. Yeah. Oh wow. Dang. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I am. Wow. 
that. I mean, my take on something like yeah, that. Yeah, but, but no, yeah. that. That's where I drew it from. Uh, I, oh, that was, that was such a, oh God, it, it was so campy, but so good. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it fits exactly. what we're trying to do, so. <laughs> okay. So our next all thing, right. what do you got? Last and hit me with it. All right. Trevor Jazz kill Kenny. Simply put, Jazz is a thief. And an indiscriminate one at that. Doesn't matter if the target is living or dead. He says he prefers the dead since he knows they won't be needing it anymore. Any outward showing of wealth or privilege instantly becomes an item of interest. And also to almost anybody, provided the price is right. While prolific, Jazz does seem to have a code of ethics, as it were, as to his targets and his items. He never targets comfort items or memorial trinkets. He also keeps a keen eye out for items that are essential to the running of the ship. Heck, he even procured items that contained raw materials that the engineering crew needed for urgent repairs. And he sold them for a surprisingly reasonable price. Could be self-preservation, but he's not speaking. While it's common knowledge that Jazz is a thief, there has never been any evidence or witnesses to his crimes. It's the strangest thing. Monitoring blind spots, maintenance schedules, security routes, he claims to know them all. But his ability, his knowledge, that wouldn't be enough. Seems he has the blessing of luck on his side. Whether divine, infernal, or something else entirely, it seems that someone doesn't want him to get caught. He's simply too valuable to someone. Oh, I love it. I love it. And you're going to laugh at this one. Is there is a character in in well in every FromSoft game that I have played called Patches. He's Patches the hyena, trusty Patches. And he's a thief. He kicks you off the edge of the cliff, waits for you to die, then leaves your corpse. And then when you catch up with him, he's just like, oh, it was just a misunderstanding. We're friends. And he's a vendor. So, (laughs) you know, so I just like, yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) And I had just run into him when I was playing Elden Ring, and I'm like, oh, this would be hilarious. Oh, that's great. (laughs) All right. Zed, take us home. I love it. All right. Recreation is a truly important thing to remember when you're on this ship for many, many generations. Some folks just never know how to unwind, though. Well, DJ01001011 has no problems like that. She's one of the most sought DJs in the rec sector of the entire ship. She has been a DJ for a while now, but not too long. But before she did this, she was something and someone else. She was, she was originally a person that was playing the sections against each other. Well, at least a few of the smaller factions in some of the various sections. Then she ran a scam that cost her all the things that she had gotten. So Kelly had to reimagine herself. She started going to clubs in the rec sec to hide. She was able to hide. And she figured out she could make it as a DJ since 
She would be hidden, but also present and able to talk to anyone and everyone. And no one will notice the DJ. She's been building her asset network back. And she set her eyes on you to be the next to help her get back at the people that did this to her. You monster. <laughs> and he, it, it's, it's, I'll be honest, it's, it's disturbingly creepy how well the, the NPCs, the antagonists, that the three that I came up with, the three, you know, like I said, we wrote them on different days. I wrote mine last week. And I, I think you were doing yours like earlier, like uh, earlier this week. I did the first one. Um, I did still got originally like the day we were going to record. And I actually did the last two mm. tonight. Yeah. But that's, that's the thing that's, that's, I Without guess really... in a way is also kind of cool because, you know, you and I, it, we're, like I said, we're also kind of on the same page, but it, this one was kind of cool because all three of mine and all three of yours would, you know, with what I've imagined, what you've imagined, they all work in together, you know? And I, it, yeah. it's. Which is, yeah, it's great. And it's super important to have that going on because if we don't, we're never going to make this kind of function how we're hoping mm -hmm. to and so because we've been doing it for a while now we do kind of have that mind meld to get things yeah, to but, work how yeah. we're and the thing is like work. usually yeah they'd all fit in the same environment but the thing is that's kind of cool is Annalise and your DJ you know that might be one of her contacts and Annalise might be you know the go-to for hey someone's starting to get uppity kind of a thing you know the guard and the prisoner it's it fits, you know. And the thing is, like, all right, still yeah. gone meets patches. Who's the better thief? You know, right. one of them is incredibly charismatic and is able to do it in plain sight and nothing can see him versus the ultimate hide he got. And the thing is, is like, okay, hey, there's rumors. Right. Guess what patches gets to do? You know, and that I thought was right. just it, usually ours work very well together. But the thing is, like, the fact that they all kind of this time actually even lean into each other because we had no idea what kind of antagonist mm -hmm. each everyone was going to write. So I guess that's kind of cool. That's, that's yeah. at least in my opinion, I find that kind of spivy. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it, it works. And, and that's kind of one of the nice mm -hmm. things about this and how we're doing things. So. Ah, all right. So this is kind of the end of our NPCs for right now. We will probably add many, many more as time goes on and we start actually working on the draft of the, of the mm -hmm. setting for this. Um, but the next couple of episodes, we're going to actually dive into kind of locales within the ship and talking I'm about staying out of latrine you can do that one and... <laughs> <laughs> the sanitation department is very oh indeed important. I just ain't deal with that I just had to fix our bathroom like oh heck no that's a little too close to home right now <laughs> actually it would be much closer to probably you know 
point. Recycling. All right. So for for next yeah, no. episode, what kind of what kind of more like environment uh, feeling setting thingy are is is on the agenda for the next time? Well, that's that's we're gonna start working on some some various places within the ship itself now and kind of maybe building out some of those ideas so we may do two or three just to kind of give us some yeah. room and and, yeah. some and the areas. thing is the, the thing is though you especially as a gm you do need to in this kind of a setting you do need to separate departments like engineering from you know the drive area so that's the one thing yes. it's like you know it's yes they'll be spending that much time so it's just like scientist laboratory okay but the thing is like all right what kind of laboratory is this the the gene is this genome uh stuff like that it so the the one thing right. you and it's it's a little bit difficult to do but for we're like for ship areas you know it's like okay 10 forward it's like you think bartenders you think all right but you know, why would somebody go there? What does it offer? That kind of a thing, you know. If you're thinking like, I, I, sorry, sure. I've just been rewatching old uh, Next Generation, and I'm like, well, Ten Forward actually is a very <laughs> good kind of. That is a place. That is a, but it's not Ten Forward is not the you know entertainment or you know relaxation department. It is the location. Right. It's just mm -hmm. a single spot. So things like, yeah, like individual labs or whatever like those are going to be kind of some of the locations that we're going to be talking about over the next couple of episodes probably two just so that we get a few in there and then once we get those situated we'll be moving on to the next section so yep mm -hmm. we'll and we'll that. and we'll be we like i said those. we'll go into a little bit more details and you know and for today's episode, FYI, if you guys have a an idea of a really cool type of antagonist for characters on this hobbly ship, <laughs> yeah, that is a good way. You to know, put it's it. like, hey, it's it. You know, you can still limp along if you twisted your ankle, but you ain't running. So if you could think of some other th yeah. other heck, even basic archetypes, a character you come up with, reach out to us on Discord and our social media. Let us know. Because, like I said, it, like, yeah. Zen and I are very much in tune with each other. So we build stuff that kind of feeds off each other. But also by doing that, sometimes, you know, because we know how our how each other's brains work, there might be stuff that we don't even think of. I mean, it's great we can build something cohesive, but there yeah. can be something there that neither of us thought of. So please share. Right. Yeah. And speaking of which... Our social media things. We have a Discord. Twitter. We have we've, a we've got Instagram. Twitter. We've got a we Patreon. Have. So if you're entertained or you know want to get a little bit more say of stuff that we talk about in the episodes, feel free to throw a couple shekels our way. Yeah, there's also a Kofi if you want to use that. If you don't like or Patreon. Discord or you don't like uh, Patreon, um, yeah. And once we start getting that stuff together, I mean, I don't really have, I haven't done much with Kofi yet. I need to start putting more episodes over there for 
for people that want to use it. But that's a lot of cross-posting. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I am more than willing to do it for those people that just want Just let it. us know. We don't know what you guys like and want unless you let yeah. us know. Otherwise, we're just <laughs> like a... <laughs> I'm quoting Naked Gun, like a blind man and an orgy. We're going to have to feel our way around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now I have thought about getting the uh, the coffee, mm-hmm. like buy me a coffee. Um, for people that want to just do like maybe like a one-time thing. Yeah. You can do yeah, one pa- Patreon, it, you could either do, because they do it like on a monthly coffee. Uh, coffee is just more like, you know, here's a book. Yeah. So, uh, I'll probably have those set up, and I'll probably put all the those in like show notes and stuff like that once I get all that set up. So, what do you got to close right. out with? <laughs> well, um, I had downloaded because I am a dork. I had downloaded the uh, pretty much the the Dungeons and Dragons dad joke book, and one of the recommendations and. I, uh, came up is called the monsters know what they're doing and it's a four book series and it's easy to understand but insightful on tips tricks strategies and what have you for running monster encounters it's it's very much geared for fifth ed dungeons and dragons but it actually goes into all right you got you know how do you set up a memorable encounter you know that and, and my my husband zip, you know, it's just like, oh, there's a whole bunch of kobolds, and they bait us back. We lock a door, we kick it open, and it's like, all right. And you know, our our, our cleric was standing in the front. He's like, all right, what do I see? He's kicked in the door. He's like, he's like, you see four readied actions. We're like, crap. <laughs> you yeah, see four ready. readied actions. Yeah, that is great. And, and also, but the thing is, like, there there's more. There's tactics, and you know it. I'm sorry, having a whole bunch of kobolds call us all milk suckers. I mean, come on, you come great insults. The thing is, like, and it's how to build a a a very memorable encounter. How to use good tactics. How you know that's the important part. You know, and that's what I really enjoyed about uh, you know in reading it. It was just the. It's not yeah, granted. Yes, it is, and they give like fifth ed Dungeon Dragons examples. But the basic lessons of understanding your monsters, understanding how they work, understanding, uh, you know, what kind of like a society they use. Like you know, kobolds are are ambush and traps. You know, goblins. You know, uh, mm-hmm. overwhelming. Uh, you know, will try to like kind of like overwhelm. You know, some. It, it, I that I like that. It's like you have to kind of know what how how they almost function as a group which is kind of cool so you know and yeah. I, I had a blast there's four books uh, as of today's recording there there's four books in the series and they have like okay the monsters know what they're doing and then they also have how to have good tactics for your how the players do good tactics so you know so oh, it, nice. it's like how how to understand i, I guess because you know, certain people's just like, oh crap, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to, you know, and it, it kind of at least gives you for if it's something like I'm out of spells or I'm doing this or whatever the heck, you know, random stuff you could do, ways to think about, you know, it's like, all right, you know, it's, you know, somebody just cast darkness and no one has dark vision, 
Even though that's bullshit because almost everyone yeah. in D&D &D has dark vision. Yeah. I know. Yeah, Humans but don't. I mean, you kind of sort of get it. It, it it's fun, and <laughs> I like it because yeah. it's also down to earth. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's cool. Okay, so go I for have it. A twofer. All right, so my first one is dig into some kind of music that you don't think that you will like. But also you have to give it a real chance because you never know and you might actually be surprised at finding something <laughs> that you like. Because my daughter, who only listens to things like Billie Eilish, was introduced to dubstep by me and she likes it. Yeah, And the thing is, there's also... And she was sitting here listening to it while I was Ooh. writing stuff. And so she was actually like really listening to it and was really getting into it. Oh, that's spiffy. So, yeah. Well done. And yeah. here's the thing. It's like as a general <laughs> thumb, I don't like a lot of pop country music. But you put on old, you put on Johnny Cash. Or you put on like the, the song Tupelo oh, Mississippi yeah. Flash. Oh, hell yeah. You know, a lot of the more pops up, like not so much as, but there's also some weird yeah. fusion things. So, yeah, because everyone just yep. says, is like, uh, yeah. I don't like country music. And then I'll, I'll pull up Tupelo, Mississippi Flash, and they're laughing their ass off. Yeah. See, I, I really don't, but there are a few people that I yeah. do enjoy. Oh, like man in black, God rest his soul. Yeah. And I'm not a country, like if you look at my music collection, you would never think that I would ever listen to Johnny, ever. Yeah. So, but I do a bit. <laughs> okay. And my last one is, so I just recently purchased one of these. Well, by recent, I mean like last night. And it is from, it is these things called Epic Encounters, and they are done by, oh God, what is the name of the company here? It is Steamforged Games, and they are, it's a box set which has usually one to as many as, I think there's some that have like 10 minis, and they have a like map like double-sided full color like location map they have a booklet that has like game stats how to run these kinds of encounters and like advice on running like different types of encounters and they're really really cool because i'm like i want to run something that has this gigantic because they have one that has a gigantic snake Ooh. and i'm like i must own this thing and so i grabbed it and holy cow was it awesome and it's called uh the one i got is called temple of the snake god that's a bit on the nose but and i respect it i want to run right well and it's a huge mini like so a D, D huge mini it's a three inch 
snake. Like it fits on a three inch base. That's how big this thing is. But they also have, like they have all of these various things. Like there's Lair of the Red Dragon. There's a Red Dragon mini in it. And uh, the other one that I want to get is the Chambers of the Serpent Folk, which is like basically Yanti. And it has something like six or 12 minis in it, I think. Um, let me see what it actually has. Because I'm going to end up getting that one too. Because it's so cool. It sounds so sweet. Uh, four. And here's the other thing that you can do when you pick up stuff like this, even if you're not planning on running, running it or something else or something. One, it also it's it's a great way to kind of act with your players a little bit. But also, here's the weird thing with if you're thinking about getting painting, uh, if you paint minis, here's the thing. Using a large mini to demonstrate certain techniques rather than on a super duper teeny weeny mini, if you're trying to show somebody yeah. Because right, the thing is that like, you can use larger strokes to kind of show what things do. I, like, I'm, I'm lucky um, that I, I guess I was able to kind of see stuff when we were doing this. But one of the guys is like, I can't see what they're doing, and then all of a sudden the guy brings out like this monster dragon mini and starts, to, and he's like, I can see what they're doing. So if you're you and your your players, it's like, oh, you know what? Like after session zero, and then we're all going to get together and kind of spitball ideas of fun stuff and what have. And painting minis, you know, it's like, hey, I'm, it, for some people that like that, if somebody's new into it, if you have a larger mini, at least to demonstrate basic techniques, for certain people, it's like, okay, they can't see it on yes. the teeny mini, but, you know, because your fingers and your thumb as you're holding the damn thing. But if you have something big and you can just hold it by its, like, base and you can show what you're doing with the brush on a big thing, it sounds silly, yep. but... Like one, also you can terrify your entire table, but also it is a wonderful dummy type of thing for showing cool pain techniques. If you're getting together, bringing somebody into ooh painting, it's fun. <laughs> just as a cool side note, right. because I just learned that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that's one of the things like you can tell with mine when when you look at my kaiju that I did, versus when you look at my little like character minis like my kaiju looks so detailed and then like and i mean i take i take really tight pictures on it so you can really see how much stuff there is in it but yeah that's one where i spent yeah days and days and days painting that thing so it does end up looking really good when you take a lot of time with those really big ones and we're gonna be uh my wife and I are probably going to start redoing our Tia map because we didn't like it had been sitting for so long that the paint had actually split yeah. in a few places. So I had to strip it completely down as much as I could so that we can start over again. So, but yeah, they're, they're, these little encounter boxes are really cool. Um, they're, they're in the ballpark of about 50 bucks. And they are really worth it because you get like a really cool, a lot of them, like you would get either a really, a really cool big mini or like, like the Yanti one, the serpent folk, it ends up being like 16 minis. 
and three different sculpts on them. So, I mean, it's not like they just threw one of the same thing, like 16 of the same thing in there. So there's lots of really cool ones. So, yeah. Um, check them out. They're really fun. I can hardly wait to to drop that thing on the table. That's going to be cool. <laughs> you got to tell me what everyone's reaction is aside from abject or that's probably what yeah <laughs> so all right folks we are gonna go ahead and get out of here so until next time play some games have lots Stay of fun safe. and roll some dice bye and we'll see y'all next time <laughs> Thanks for checking in. It was a blast sharing our thoughts and ideas on our time. We hope that you had a great time with us and could hardly wait to share the next show. In the meantime, let us know how you handled this topic in your own games. You can find us on most social media platforms, especially Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you want to follow us, search for Seize the GM. And if you just want to follow one of us, search for our names on the social media platform of your choice, or go to SeizeTheGM.com for convenient links. Seize the GM is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. All copyrighted material referenced herein are held by their respective owners. No infringement intended and no claim of ownership is Once again, thanks to you, our listeners. We hope you gained some ideas for your ongoing games. Or the inspiration to run your first. Now get out there and play some games. Roll some dice. Be safe, and you'll hear from us again soon.